Hello and welcome. If you're watching this episode, this is an emergency episode because <laughs> young Jamie or young Jamie is uh, is expecting and has probably gone to hospital. I'm not expecting. My wife is. If I was expecting, it'd be like that film with Schwarzenegger, wouldn't it? It would, but except you don't look like Arnold. Mind you, you've got the same sort of chin as Arnold, didn't you? What? I've only got one, which is a star. Well, no, you're a bit chinny. You're a bit like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't get offended by that. But yeah, this is an emergency broadcast on behalf of the uh, fallopian party. Took you a second to get that joke. Well, I've been calling it work. I've been talking about it at work. My missus has got over a section this time around because of complications last time that I go into. But at work, I've been calling it manly ejecting if I have to leave work early. Which, which some people just look at you like, you can't say that. And like, I can. Say what you like. To be honest with you, I have, um, I've also been grafting today, but not at work. Uh, for full disclosure, it's a Saturday, isn't it? Yeah, it's a Saturday night. We're recording this as an emergency. We've not been let down by someone, but we're going to record with them tomorrow. This is going to become a canned episode for emergency broadcast when the time calls. Um, and so we're just talking about the graft. The grind, I like to call it. It's just a... If you want to be busy, your face off. If you want to be busy, if you want to get busy, be busy. You know what I mean? Like this, my missus is due any day, and I've had non-stop calls for work, and I work for a firm, but I do a bit on the side, and it's just not stopped. Like, yeah, out of many weeks, pregnant my wife is, and people won't stop ringing you up. Crazy. I, I myself um, have been grafting all week. I lie a little bit actually. Um, we've had it all right this week because. Um, I've been sort of just doing the like snags, bits and pieces, just making sure my bit's done. To... Your bit is it? Your well, what's the other bit? So we're working on two projects at the moment, um, and I'm doing one, and the other guys are doing the other one. Mine's coming to an end, so it's not like loads of like hardcore days where you're trying to get it like trying to get it all wide under the floor before the. Before they fly over the floorboards and stuff like that. When you said Marbit, I thought your missus was making you do something as well. Oh, I am as well, yeah. So although I've had a nice week of um, not like really stressful work, this say. It's just been a nice straight up week. My normal eight hours a day just going in, just doing bits and pieces and just having a nice day. (laughs) But then you're getting home at four, going, oh, nice. And your missus like, ah, what the fuck are you sitting down for? Ah, this shit again. (laughs) Right, so... I've also had my, um, we've been doing, have you frozen? Oh no. Here we go. Bullshit now. Jamie's frozen. She's closed the bloody door. Oh, you're back, you're back. I'm back. I'll have to edit that bit. It's not the end of the world. No, nah, that's all right. That's all right. If we can't re-record, we lose the flow. So, yeah, so yeah. you're getting so, home. So I've been getting home, and we basically... This is the bullshit, yeah, that you have to deal with, right, when you're married. <laughs> yeah. If when you're Harper, not married, you've got all this come in. Yeah. When Harper was born, obviously we had to do the bedroom for her, the nursery, if you like. So that was in the old flat. So we done we done the bedroom, got that all all sweet, um, and then we had to move out quite quickly afterwards. And we moved down to here. So the first first room to be done was Harper's room, which is a box room because we wanted to have this 
then the next the other double bed uh the other double bedroom spare for people coming down to stay and stuff well that yeah yeah like, with the best intentions in the world that doesn't happen does it People just like once you've gone. Well, you've gone. let me let me stop you there because some people since I've been in this podcast, some people see my, my you've seen me do it from a garage. You see this one rare. Now, anyone who's spotted might have spotted here. See that there? What's that? Bunk beds. Because this was my office, and this whole room, my missus office, was over there, and I'd have to rare now. I'm trapped in this end of my <laughs> child's bedroom because she's she's Wait. moved into it. The other bedroom's going to be the baby's room. Wait one sec. Whatever I say here, someone will turn it out. Come home. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Um, it's called having a child who won't go to sleep well, without. Doing stuff, so annoying. But yeah, so you've got that room's been your office has been turned into a bedroom. Yeah, so I'm to move out of here. I'm uh, I'd have to adjust my camera angles to get a better lens look, so I could appear to be in an office. When in fact, we all know now I'm in the corner of a child's bedroom. Mate, I had to turn a what is this? A six by five shed or seven by five shed (laughs) into my man cave because uh, not one thing in my house. Is mine. Yeah, I had this. So I, I live in it. This is an end terrace I'm in, but it's got an extension side now. And uh, when I moved in here, I had all the space in the world. I had like spare rooms just for, and I'm not, I don't mean spare bedrooms, I just mean rooms that didn't do anything. I didn't go in one of the bedrooms for over a year. It was bonkers. And now I'm being, I'm forced into basically what is a two meter, one meter gap here. And I've got to get out of here and go into the old bathroom soon. So yeah, yeah. if you are young, enjoying it, keep doing it because one day, Everything you own will be taken from you by small people. And and, and a woman. Yeah, small people <laughs> yeah, are woman. And I knew it was going downhill when cushions appeared on the bed, mate. Oh, mate, what a waste of life. What an absolute waste of life. Like, I don't care what the bedroom looks like in the daytime. It's where I go oh, to go to sleep. I need yeah, to oh, don't, access. Don't, don't sleep. What happens is the cushions appear on the bed. They get taken off at night, put on the floor, and then they get put back in the morning. No one ever rests their head on them. They're just yeah. display purposes. What What's going off? Nonsense. But anyway, so every night this week, I've been coming home um, and just doing bits on the um, what was a spare room. That's now Harper's room. Um, where I had a couple of guys in to do some plastering. Not a lot. A little bit of plastering. Um, happy to pay... I, find, I, I, I was happy to take the first person who said they can do it quickly. This ain't going to go well, is it, this story? No, it's not. So <laughs> it, this Irish fella goes, oh, yeah, uh, I'll come out and have a look. I was like, all right, sweet. So he comes out and has a look, and he goes, yeah, 120 quid. I was like, all right, sweet. That's cheap for any plastering. Yeah, I thought it was. And I was like, what am I in for here? Anyway, I spoke to pl- the plasterers at work, and they was like, just use Easy Fill and do it yourself. I was like, oh, I don't really fancy it. Anyway, went against their advice, like I always do. I know better, <laughs> being an electrician than being king of the trade. Um, be- being king of the trades, we're electricians. Um, we know better than everyone. So the plaster come around, 
And I went to do a private job because I used to work with some old boys and they always said, don't do stuff that's not your trade. Work a weekend and pay someone to do it. Yeah, I'm, I've fell into that now. That is a fact. So I went and done a, uh, a Saturday job. They come round and they done their bit, right? I, I come back, had a quick look. I was like, that looks all right. Anyway, upon further inspection, couple couple days later, mate, it's like a, I, I could have probably done better. I could have <laughs> probably like, done better. Is it like the service of the moon? Mate, it's so like wavy and shit. And I was like, and I even moved the socket down, right? So I moved the socket and I bonded it. Yeah, it and I left it, it prepped it all proper, yeah. yeah. So I, I, and I left it proud, a little bit proud, so as they could rub it down and whatever they need to do to get it nice and flat. Yeah. They fucked that Straight up over as well. it. Straight over it. <laughs> So today I had to go and get some easy fill and start like whapping up the easy fill. I've got a proper plasterer's um, trowel or whatever the thing is that they flow. Whatever, man. I did, went you get, that. did you get 120 quid worth out of them, do you reckon? No, no. Like, it, weren't, it weren't a wall then. It, what was it? A wall, a room? No, what it was, a picture rail around, around the top of the room, which I've is got you. so wank. So I ripped that out. And then the plaster was about five mil proud of above the picture rail. So that before me, they'd only just plastered underneath the picture rail. Got yeah, got yeah. So I had to get all that out. And they just done such a bang up job. Anyway, I um, bought a big bag of easy fill, knocked it up, and I spent all day filling and rubbing, filling and rubbing. Oh, mate. Deco- I mean, I like decorating, I hate painting. I hate it. It's the one thing I don't oh, like. I'm not painting. Every, every room in my house is what, but what I hate more than painting is the prep, which is what you're doing. You're doing the prep for painting, oh, the filling mate. and the sanding. Fuck off. Like, I, I, I always I'm, end up painting it, but I never want to. There's a young there's a young apprentice at, at, at work called Leon, who's a painter and decor, decorator apprentice, ex-Royal Marine Commando, top lads. Shout Nails. out to Leon. And... Uh, I might get him around to paint it. I, I I literally don't have I don't have the heart to do any more painting or anything like that. I can't paint. If I'm you get a Royal Marine Commando around your ass, an ex Royal Marine Commando, well, he is a Royal Marine Commando, never an ex Royal Marine Commando, all of us. If you get him around your ass to paint it, he's going to do a fucking good job. He's <laughs> only an apprentice, though. Yeah, but, but if he's, he's been he's a Royal, no, if he's been a Royal Marine Commando, they do a thing, bang on, mate. So I just get him around to do it. He'll probably spin his, what they would call spin some good dicks as well. <laughs> but you'd have to give him wet or keep hot my wife wet. away from him <laughs> yeah yeah I'd be all over it he'd be naked within a minute because they just they, com- marines commandos will get naked it's their thing oh okay sweet um no the, that is my only reason I'm not getting him round is because he's too handsome <laughs> get him round <laughs> no, I can't have it. <laughs> as, as I swear down if you want good employees get X-Forces ones but alright so I'll fall out with that a little bit go on then because unless, unless they're a raging alcoholic, of course. I'm not saying everyone who's been no, is, is great. I know I know a couple of people um who are big, big advocates, like with who run multi billion pound companies who are big advocates of um supporting um ex forces coming into the in, in into the the civilian workspace. Yep. Years ago they used to, I used to train CrossFit and at CrossFit, there was a guy called Alex 
Now, he was a... He actually served in Afghan as a bomb disposal guy. Nails. So, like, Nails. proper guy. Proper, proper guy. No, like... And and so he got... He got... Um, he got sorted out, in a way, by someone else I know, to go into the civilian workplace and, like, excel. Because he was always going to excel. He's super smart, super switched on, hard as nails. Um, but he, to- he told me one day, he goes, there is a massive difference between giving orders in the army and giving orders in the civilian world. Oh, so yeah. Don't yeah. have to do what you say. It's a whole different ball game. It's a whole different level of learning. Like one thing that 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 X forces will do probably better than most is organize and understand um, job division and what that's needs the, to be done, is, how it needs to be done. That's the sweet spot. So uh, the guys, I do the guy some work for a guy today who I'm in the reserves with, and his son comes up to me and says, "Oh, I want to get an apprenticeship." And I, I told him like what place you could go and all that, and pointed in the direction of that. What's his name? The one with the big forehead. Oh, oh Mark Allison. Mark Allison, that's it. Point in his direction, that. And, uh, Listen, I put up says... a picture of me looking like Mark Allison the other day. Did you see it? <laughs> no, not yet. But I'm sure I will. But yeah, I pointed in the direction of all that. And then I said, look, your old man's army. Why don't you go armour? The, the, the apprentice trade's pretty good. And he was like, uh, oh, you don't want me to. I said, look, you won't be as good a tradesman, tradesperson, as a person who does a proper apprenticeship. But what you will have and learn is a set of skills that employers look for. And if you do take them around for the force, you've got to be willing to train them up in the trade a little bit more, but they will turn up, do stuff, have more initiative. I think that is the fear to say. Um, Not necessarily better tradesmen, though, from the armour, but they will be better at life skills. I don't agree. I talked the apprentice, the, the young Royal Marine Commando apprentice, out of being a painter and decorator this week. You should do as well. What's he, I was going to say, what the fuck's he wasting his time being a paint decorator for? I, like, I saw him. I saw him. Like, because I'm quite, I don't know, I watch people quite a lot. And I was watching him and he's just like this. And it had this blank expression on his face. I was like, bro, what are you doing? And he went, what do you mean? I was like, fucking, why are you wasting your life learning how to paint <laughs> and decorate? <laughs> fuck's wrong with you? And he went, hey? I was like, honestly, mate. If you can piss, you can paint. Like that's he goes, yeah. But I've always wanted to get like they always say, get a trade and like. What's the decorate for then? And I was like, what are you <laughs> decorate? I said exactly that. I was like, mate, if you can piss, you can paint. What he are you going to learn? He must be fit as fuck. He must be fit as fuck. He is. He, he runs like ten ten k every other day. Oh, they love it. And also, but the one thing he's got going for him, right, is he will have been in what we four stops were to like a really bone situation, like sat somewhere looking at something, making sure no one comes along. And he could probably just switch off, which is why he can decorate because he's like, ah. Oh. Yeah. And, and no, it, it wasn't even like that. It was just sort of just doing it like a robot. And I was like, mate, go and do something you want to do. I was like, and, and like, because you're spending all day with someone, I was like, well, what is it? You, like, I wanted to find out about it. I, I yeah, have yeah. this innate thing where I have to find out people's story. And he was telling me all his story and that. And he's like, I left the Royal Marine Commandos because they won't deploy us anywhere at the moment. Right. He said, if anything kicked off, I'm re-enlisting. No problem. He said, but <laughs> I didn't join the, the the Royal Marines to sit about and drive oil tankers and stuff. I'm not doing that. And I said, well, mate, this ain't much better. And he goes, and he's on like 340 quid a week as well. Oh, like, nice. And I said, well, what do you want to do? He goes, 
I'm not really chasing the money. I, I would like to do something um, like public public sector, be a policeman, uh, fireman. He said, but the fireman thing, everyone sort of volunteers now. It's not really a, it's not really a career anymore. Um, I know people that have left the force are going to um, fire and police and they fucking hate it. Like, no, do you know what? I said, uh, like... I said to him, what about being a paramedic? And he goes, oh, I'm not really smart enough. But then he went away that day and he went away and found out about like um, becoming like a, tr like there is a route into being a paramedic yeah. for X forces where you don't have to have a degree. They sort of put you through it as you go. Have I come up to the decorator one-to-one -one podcast in, in error? <laughs> yeah, you must have. <laughs> anyway, he, I ended, he ended up applying for it because of conversations we was having. Hey, one. And I was so used. pleased with that. Yeah, I was going to say, and you should be as well. You saved me from a lifetime of monotonous rolling. Mate, it's I'm not just that. Pissing. What is it, the decorators? Oh, pissing candelabra, don't they? When they drank them. Mate. <laughs> drink candelabra on site, they're pissing them and leaving them around for people to find. <laughs> Those decorators on site. But no, I'm thinking like, he's only young. Why the fuck do you want to get a trade? Like, I, honestly, want to know why he's left, I want to know why he's left the Marines. Like, they still they wouldn't deploy They wouldn't deploy They still do Gucci stuff, and he'd be fit as fuck. What a nutcase! Anyway, ask him. Get him uh, on. Get him on. Let's here's, a, here's, an, here's another. Here's another important important thing. Based on what you know now, as a spark, yeah. Would you encourage someone to become an electrician? Oh, we're talking about electrical things now. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent, mate. Well, I do, don't I? Because I do, I do all the apprentice one to one stuff. Why not? No Why way. not? Because, why? Right. We've got to be careful here because people don't see the pre-record. We don't want to trip on the toes of tomorrow's recording, do we? I don't but care. We're talking about. I think, this oh. is, I think this is a subject that could do more than one or two. Go on, then. <laughs> Here's the thing. As an electrician, um, I've been in the game about seventeen years, all, all told now. Yep. And I'm at a level where I'm okay. Like, I wouldn't sound good. I wouldn't sound bad. I say, like, I'm okay at most things. You know, okay at most things. There's a ceiling to what you're going to earn as an electrician. Exactly. You've, you've hit the nail on the head. Like, but, the, but I am an electrician. I am, I've got my cards, put it on Twitter the other day, got my gold card through, black card through, and all that. But I moved on. And I think. We're going to talk about this again when we talk about the, the what's the sparky word for that on the next one we do, or the last one you've seen, because I'm getting middle of my head now. But uh, electrician's a base job. I said the other week, didn't I? A JRB gold card is a basic bitch. You need to be looking at progressing from that. Yeah. If, yeah and fine. also, that's I want fine. to say, I want to but say, about... like, if you want to be a sparky in your life, then great. Do whatever makes you happy. But if you want to moan about money or, or, um, progression then you've got to get money or progression you've got to progress so if, if you do want to be a basic spark of your life great make do whatever makes you happy but what i'm saying is in the last 20 years money's not gone up everything else has for sparkies and yeah. what you're saying is correct if you want more go and get more no i've got no i don't fall out with that at all but as a basic trade I think it's worth about 50 grand a year tops. A job, there's, there's two types of things I see on this year, and I said this before on the Apprentice One to One stuff. There's jobs and there's careers. If you want to learn to be an electrician and just go into work eight to four, 
and put trunking tray, conduit cables, clip in and all that, that's you can make sparking a job. If you want to be a career, when you come home, you're reading manuals and stuff and books that I've got up here and catalogues and, and learn more about it and software you. I don't know what I, I do fucking all right out, mate. I've done all right out sparking all my life from the fucking second I walked in that door. Yeah, at 16, at 17, I had a year out to the fuck to today. I've done all right out sparking. In fact, better than all right. So, do you know what the average spark? Well, the average self employed electrician working in the commercial industrial sector on CIS and a thousand pound a week before tax. 250 a day? 200 a day? 250 a day? No, it's not 250 a day, is it? I don't want to talk. Right. I don't want to talk. Pound a day. I don't want to talk financials because I don't want us to be bragging, basically. But this, the information from my company is freely available on company's ass. I regularly, as a, when I was self-employed, I'm not talking about the finances now because I'm working for a firm, and I, I think it's not fair to work talk about my current employment. But when I had my own firm, I was doing quarter million pound a year turnover. Me, a panel builder, that's it, because I was putting the effort in. But I was at a lower quality of life. Yes, and I agree. I just don't think, as a trade, it's the best trade to get into, because here's why: you can be, you can be quite good at woodwork, yeah, and fit a door, yeah. Don't make your chipper. No, it does. You can go like, listen. Oh, it does at the minute, yeah, because the standards are so low. Here's the thing: (laughs) you come right. I've got no problem with people coming over from other countries doing a trade, right? No, not at all. But Vladimir gets off the plane and he comes over and he goes, I can do that. Yeah. And he can do it. Can't do it like a, a spark who's done a four-year, sorry, like a uh, chip who's done a four-year apprentice, but he can do it. Yeah. And he can do it well enough to pass the snags. Yeah, he can go work for a, a major UK house builder. And yeah, and then after a while... He's getting 200 quid a day. He's probably getting better as well. Yep. So what's the point of being the spark for 200 quid a day? The thing is, at the end of the day, what I would always say is it's, it's not about your trade, it's about you. It's about how much you care. People will, people, I find people will realise that I know what I'm doing, I'm switched on and I do my nice standards and that let my money creep up. Not saying you get that in the CIS world. On The problem is the big major products like Olympics, stadiums, Office fit outs, hospitals that they don't give a shit, but there are points to trade. I'll Sam is rustling a lot now. Sounds like Sam's masturbating in a crisp packet. Sam has stopped masturbating in a crisp packet for you audio viewers. Um, it's just a personal thing, it's just like I want to go to work to the best I can be, and then hopefully that I'll get recognized. I can earn more money. That's it, isn't it? I, I, it's such a I'm gonna say, I'm, we're gonna talk about this again tomorrow, but I'll do it now, right? Every sparky, the GIB rate is. bullshit. Yeah, everyone should be paid on the value they bring to their employer. Agreed. So here's the thing. About three, maybe four years ago, I started chatting with Neil. Neil Bridgman. Big shout yeah. out to Neil Bridgman. Um, looks like Desperate Dan. Looks like Desperate Dan. Looks like the Bigfoot, but is incredibly <laughs> successful and very, very switched on. I'm a big follower of him on Twitter. I like to see what he's saying. He's one of the people in the industry I look up to and like to see what their opinion is on stuff. Yes, and rightly so. And and so me and Neil probably chatted more than two men should do without being in a relationship. 
Like it's like like we, we used to speak for hours at a time. And one of the things that, that Neil always espoused, and it really is something I've taken on board, is if you're going to do something, don't try and be the best at it. Be the best you can be at it. Deep. This podcast getting well deep. Is this going to be another rollercoaster of emotion? No, yeah. no, it's brilliant. Because everything I do now, I try and do the very best I can at it. So I had to write a recommendation letter for someone um, locally the other day. Sat down and it took me maybe nearly two hours to do because I wasn't happy with just half-assing it. I do everything I can now to the very best. Even like down to the fact that I go training three times a week. If I don't go in there and give it everything, I failed. That's personal. I mean, that's a personal. But no, but that, that bleeds over into my professional life. I people like that are hard to find, though. People like that are hard to find. Some people just have to get budgeted and fuck off. That's why they don't earn good money. But people like you should be recognised by employers with that attitude and should be paid more, which is why I don't like unions and stuff. I don't like the fact that, oh, I worked at Cement Works for years. There was three Sparkies there. There was me, a guy called Steve, a guy called Richard. Richard, he'll never watch this because he's he had some problems at the time, yeah? He never turned up. He was crap when he did, when he did for that period, Right. Steve, I've worked with Steve for years. We get like a house on fire and we're both decent sparkies, but we all got paid the same money. And then I always hate that. It's like, well, I'm doing more than him. I should get rewarded higher. That's my plus. That's why I don't like unionism. I don't like the fact that everyone... I, the GRB rate is okay, I think. First year, second year, third year, fourth year apprentice, first year as a spark. Then after that, I should can it off and then should go in the office and go, right, what are you bring to the party? How much do you think you're worth this year? That's too much grief. Then you become a problem. No, well, the problem is, what do they want work at you or not? And I've run my life like that. I've just got in there and go, I want more money. If you don't give me, I'll go. And then they say, go then. And I, my policy is I will always be willing to leave if I say that. I'm not a terrorist. <laughs> so, so, so since I've been um, working um, locally, mm-hmm. I've had a very different policy. I don't want to work as an employee, but be CIS. So there is a massive difference between being self-employed yep. and on the cards and this CIS bullshit. But... Seagull's loud tonight. Mate, <laughs> he so thinks it... CIS is bullshit too. Yeah, he does. <laughs> We've got a family of four seagulls, a mum and a dad and and Margate and Seaweed. <laughs> two baby um, it's a whole story. I want... I... Leave a leave a comment in the um, comments if you want to learn about seaweed and Margate. <laughs> it's a whole other story. <clears throat> but as I've been working down here, I will contact companies myself. Yeah. And although I work on a CIS basis, labour only subby, I will be quite independent in the way I do that. Generally, the yeah. company I'm working for now. Some people want you to work like you're an employee. Some people want you to work, uh, just want you to work. Do you know what I mean? So it, it varies on each person. But I've had a number of different jobs down here where I've been where I've been able to call my own shots to a certain degree in yeah. terms of, right, I'm going to come in, I'm going to do this project. When do you need it finished by? Okay, no problem. That's and a I'll proper self-employed that. person. But there's a lot of... I don't want to get deep into this on this podcast because we're doing old podcast it, yeah? IR35 fucked a lot of this trade-off, totally. I think it did, but I think before that, 
I think what fucked it up was CIS. Yeah, but that's CIS is a scheme to stop people running off with all the tax intake. I'm CIS exempt as a company, which is which is nice. Um, I don't have to do it, but it's such a complicated part because in before I got the job I'm currently now in the energy sector, I was looking to do a bit of subbing, and I was going to firms who wanted my skill set. They're like, oh yeah. We can't pay you through the books. I'm like, well, I've got a proper limited company. I've got a premises. I've got all the stuff. Oh, no, we can't. So I'm 35. We've got to pay you PAYE. They're offering me like 20 quid less than I wanted to take. And they, they, they're like, no, we can't do we can't do CIS payments. We can't do limited company payments. We want your skills. I'm like, well, if you want the skills, pay it then. But that's that. I'd love to see the comments. I love the feedback, by the way, from people. If you feel strongly about that, please put it in the comments so we can put together a show on it because it certainly um, it fucked me up. Proper. It's a funny uh, thing because we're both commercial industrial sparks. Um and a lot of our listeners won't be. They'll be um domestic electricians. And yeah. what I'm really interested in finding out is the difference in terms of take home and hours yeah. and hours given um between a a normal domestic electrician and a, a like what we are. Well, yeah. you're not so much now. But I'm interested in industry, mate. You, you wouldn't do this unless you was interested in industry. I'm interested in the whole industry from top to bottom domestic. Absolutely. I was, put, I was putting a fuse bullet in my mate's ass today because otherwise I wouldn't know what the crack is. I come on in and slag off the NRC. I was in it. I come on in and slag off the ECA or praise them. I was in it. I come off. If, if I'm on here slagging something off, I've usually done it or been involved with it. That's my policy. But um, what I will say if anyone's was listening is please comment more. Please, if you think of an arsehole, put it in the comments because without those that feedback, this is just an infinite loop of us talking. And I'd love to know what's going off in the trade and people feedback on and all that. It's, it's brilliant to read. I enjoy it. Unless you're calling me a twat, which I enjoy also, that as well, to be honest. Also, I want to put out there an open invitation for anyone to challenge our views. Hmm. I'm not interested in talking about apprentices and apprenticeships and teaching and learning and all that sort of stuff. I don't think that's what we do here. That's uh, another podcast, Apprentice One to One. Mark Allison, Jamie, yourself. Who? <laughs> yeah, the, the forehead himself. Um, that's what they do. But if you want to come on to this cha- onto this channel, onto this podcast, and challenge our views, because I know we can be quite um, we can be quite staunch with our views, actually, mm-hmm. um, and a bit forthright with them. I I welcome her on. If we don't, you know, if we don't stick together. This is an army thing as well from me, yeah? You know, if you don't stick together as a group, you get shot by everyone. So Sparkies, we still, as arts, we're all still Sparkies, yeah? Although we slag each other internally, like our oh, domestic Sparks and all that, we're all still Sparkies. If we don't speak about the trade openly and discuss it, which is why I like Twitter and Instagram and talking to the electricians, then we'll never get anything better because they'll always hide it from you. And now we can speak as a group, we should we should think so. Yeah, if you are a domestic Sparky, self-employed, and you want to come on here and talk about money, which might not be a lot of you, Please come in and like me because I don't know. And while we're on that subject, I've got to say a shout out to Burn Electrical. Why? For no other reason. Um, um, he was on, um, he, for a start, he's been badgering me to do it. And he was on um, DIY SOS with me. And also, oh, all the other lads on DIY SOS who were on with me were promised a shout out. I've now lost the word documentary names on, but I'd like to thank everyone that was on DIY SOS in Kettering while I'm at it. Especially. Burn Electrical, who I spoke to. Well, did you ask fucking Nick Knowles to come on? No, you didn't. I, I can do. I could Twitter him and say, come on our show, but he's not a spark, is he? <laughs> yeah, no, he's a twit. No. I, I'm not, I will not have a bad word said against Nick Knowles, sorry. I'll tell you who I will have a bad word 
said against is Billy Byrne. Billy Byrne. No. Bellend. Do you know how old he is? Don't care. Why is he a Bellend? Years ago. Oh, there's a, there's a proper story behind it. Yeah, yeah. I don't just call people Bellends for no reason. As we were just talking about, yeah. Go on, then. So, years ago, I I, I contacted um, him to come on the podcast back when it was EGTE, just me and Rick. And his wife was responding and she's like, oh, so what do you want to talk about? And we was all having a lovely conversation. And all of a sudden it went quiet. And then SGTV popped up. And he was like front and centre of SGTV. And oh. I was like, do you know what? I'm afraid we cannot be friends any longer. It blew you out, basically. Blew us out for SGTV. I can see why I think, all oh, right. Guess what? Like Guess what? How did that work out? I don't know. Did they? I see a few podcasts there. Are they still going? Is it, or is it just legacy stuff that pops up on my YouTube? I don't know. Is this the longest running electrical podcast going? Yeah, funnily enough. And now I'm the co- now I get to be the co-host. How excited for me after? I don't, think, I don't even know. I fucking end up on here. <laughs> um, you you begged me for a couple of weeks, and then I was like, I need a host, and I was like, No, actually, you bet. No, I know I end up on here. It's because I did that video of the light, isn't it? Um, I know I actually end up on here. I upset someone. Did you? Yeah. Who yeah, did you upset? I, I <laughs> someone, a, a guy called Spark and Indra. Have you heard of him? Oh, that's right. Yes, I was on. I was on the Spark Ninja groups, whatever his Discord, and I was enjoying it, taking part in the community activities. And I got thrown off it because I think my voice was a bit loud. And I thought, well, you know what? I'll go and find some other way to be an electrical gobshite bastard. And here I am. <laughs> so that's hide to the Spark funny, Ninja. Hide because... to the Spark Ninja Discord. <laughs> so Spark Ninja is a funny one, indeed. Because obviously, my history with E Five is a, is a varied one. Um and they do what they do and it was all good and but if you didn't follow their their exact ethos yeah yeah i've got a lot of time for them i just should add i've got a lot of time for some of the stuff they put out yeah i'm not slagging them off but i think they are a bit um cultish and (laughs) yeah like waco (laughs) yes very waco (laughs) they're like waco and like guns very charles manson (laughs) yeah if if that's their bag and it actually got time for that kind of level of but no Sparky Ninja was like um, didn't really like EGTE the podcast Electrician's Guide to Everything podcast which is funny enough um, being re-released on Spotify every Thursday at 6pm 6am I've listened to a few of the old ones I listened to the Sparky Ninja one in fact when you did that was good yeah (laughs) and so originally me and Rick um, the mother of well, sorry, the father of of electrical podcast, Rick. I'm mm. the mother. He's the father. He, um, he left me to raise a child by myself. Um, we had a great time talking to um, Dave Watts, who's uh, it, it, it shows in the podcast as well. It shows and the then podcast. when when we um, when we created Monday Club, which was like a another episode was going to be like an offshoot of EGTE. Um, Sparky Ninja came on the podcast. Yeah, I've listened and to chatted to us. Yeah, and it was a brilliant podcast. And I dressed up as a ninja and everything in it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think they just, it, it's a shame there's these sexed, sexed, 
Is that right? Sect. Sect. Yeah, Sect. S-E-C-T. Anyway, he came on and it was great. And we had a great conversation. And then like the next couple of days, he blocked everyone. And never spoke to us again. Maybe he's intimidated by your electrical prowess. I don't know. Well, definitely not mine. um, Because I I am effectively um, an electrical... I will begin to... Listen, I'm an electrical retard. That is a fact. I've got a lot of time as well. I've got a lot of time for electrical retards. <laughs> well, I am one. I struggled with my 18th edition. I had to guess my way through it. That's a fact. I'll tell and... you what. I'll tell you what. Right. This is a true story. So I started listening to electrical content about two years ago because I got into teaching. I was like, and I wasn't sure on some stuff. So I was like, oh, no, there must be some podcasts and stuff. And I found Electric Scott And I was listening to one with you and Rick. And then this was the greatest moment ever. He introduced me to someone because he's on about a tester pen. And he says, oh, there's a guy called David Sabre. He's good. He's a good podcast. I was like, oh, listen to him. And a lot. And that was it. Then I fucked you lot off. <laughs> so David no, Savory, here's a bit of uh, trivia for you. David Savory is um, one of the original additional hosts of the podcast. Ah. Done a, a, um, a, a small run of six episodes called the rusty backbone oh, i've listened to all them <laughs> to mate them. how funny are it's, they it's quality it's like the, the thing i was trying to get out there is i'm just randomly because of the work i was doing i was listening to the spark ninja stuff and then i got you start getting recommended stuff, that's how i found this podcast but it's random how it all works out really and i learned a lot from i've learned so much from podcasts and videos the greatest like thing about the rusty backbox though i'm yeah. gonna blow myself up now was it you singing the theme tune come on who do you have on? Some, one of them, I, I had to listen to it twice at work. I was in stitches. I was at work at the college and I was just I had a day where I'd go around and fix stuff. And I was like, I've got this to again. It's the funniest thing I've ever heard. It might be a quiet taste. You've got to be a sparky, but I can't remember who it was right on. It might no, have been. No, so um... I, I, wasn't, I wasn't involved in it. It no, was, but you, it was but... six episodes that uh, David Savory wrote and directed with Bundy. Yeah, and you see the feature. No, you're in one. You're the landlord, aren't you? Yes, I am. If anyone and... is listening and then heard this stuff, yeah, go back and dig it out because they're not. And they're not my wife, but some of them are great. Yeah, it's, it's, it's on it's our a YouTube channel, and my wife is a hooker. Yeah, that's it. It's on. Get listen to it. It Mate. is. It's it's as entertaining as this podcast, but some of it, I was on the floor dying because there's some really funny stuff in there. Who do you have on? James Stinger. That was a good one. Oh, uh, Jamie. That's James me. Beck. James Beck, that was it. That was a particularly funny one. But do you know what was some... funny? Do you know what was funny? My wife was like, so in the flat I used to live in, there, so the flats were there, and then there was the garages like in the driveway. So I used to have like my studio in the garage, and Amanda came out one night in her dressing gown, and she's like, "All right, Dave." And like so, I was I was Zoom, I was skyping Dave at that point, and she came in, and Dave was like, "Well, listen, um, it's a bit awkward, but uh, c- could you read this line?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, I'll pull you off behind the fire extinguisher and stuff like that." <laughs> anyway, so she was doing it dressed in her dressing gown. Dave was like, "I'm uh, like, because he's he's ever the gentleman," um, and he was like, "Uh." Can you say this? And she's like, she's saying it in her dressing gown. And then obviously I've got like this vision of what's going on in, in the rusty back box, which was the pub. 
Uh, it's it's brilliant, and if like what I will say is, I love the community thing that Sparkers have. I love the little. It's not massive, but there is a community of people on Twitter and Instagram that do it, and I enjoy being a part of that very much. Because otherwise, you're on your own, aren't you? Doing whatever you do all day. So like, there are people out there doing the same stuff as you that like to talk about it. But so yeah, get involved. Like, I, 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 I've got to be honest with you. The the community the community can be what. Oh, it's, it's, it's a, it's a can be sword. Yeah, yeah, it's a double-edged sword, but there's people on there that go out to be dicks, and I still enjoy watching it because they do. And yeah. there's people that are dicks some days and not others. That's me, by the way. Listen, I, and I've I just been enjoy guilty being of it. it. Yeah, I've been so have I. I'll, I'll wind someone up. I'll put, yeah, mate, you're okay with the 1.5 and a 30-time breaker, just to see the reaction that people will do. But being a part of it, it takes the edge off being a spot because otherwise you're on your own and you will bump into people like I've ended up on here. I talk to people like, Ryan Electric on Twitter, and I get a lot of messages on um, Instagram. That that I enjoy interacting. No, that's not Billy Byrne. That's not Billy Byrne. He was just one of the lads on there. He, he said, give me a shout out, so I thought I'd go for it. But yeah, if you were... Uh, that's just that's the shittiest to... sticker of all time, by the way. He's got some better ones. I'll get him to send you one. But yeah, it's just no, don't. nice. Just don't. Fucking hell. What's up with you tonight? Because you've been standing. Uh, but it's just nice. I love the community bit about it. I only recently discovered it in the past couple of years. Uh and it's just nice to be a part of, isn't it? And know that other people are the same state as you, ask questions. And that's why I Here's think your thing. podcast is still going. At Monday Club, we're open to all comers. Um, we're not up our own ass. We'll have a conversation with most people. Don't come on here talking about apprenticeships and stuff because someone else has already got that done. And quite frankly, it's boring. I don't care. I don't <laughs> care about apprentices. I don't care about... Um, anything other than having a good conversation. You could go to Prince on here and have a conversation no. now. No. What, look, you must be fucking desperate because I'm on here. So, look, if you're out there and you think you can come on this podcast and talk with us, please put your name forward because I, I, what I've said to you numerous times when we, when we discuss this on text is I don't like it as two. I prefer it. It's all right for two once a month because we've got plenty yeah, of tonight. Listen, young, young Jamie. Young Jamie. You're this my young point, Jamie. The point where Sam tells me I'm wrong, this, everyone. Listen, right? It's as simple as this. Having a third person on is great. If you can find a third person who can talk on a podcast. That's what we're doing now. We are searching. We're like pop idol for the electrical world right now. There's a lot of call for Kimmy to come back on. I would love Kimmy to come back on. She's um, She's more than welcome. Listen. Anyone is welcome on our podcast. Getting whether them it be, people. Listen, whether it be the Lord... What's the name of the, 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 the baddie in uh, Star Wars? I, I don't watch Star Wars. Darth Sidious. That's it. Listen, if it's Darth Sidious of E5, you're more than welcome <laughs> to come on. Anyone's welcome. It, it could be... It, anyone is welcome at any time to come on the podcast. If you've got something interesting to talk about, don't come on here and talk about mental health, right? It's important, but... But it's not the place. It's, this ain't the place. No one suffers from... I sound like Donald Trump now. No one <laughs> suffers from mental health more than me. Trust me, you don't. Trust me. We're here to support that. We're here to give someone something to listen to. to all in the same boat, not to discuss it, because we are not medically qualified. And the thing <laughs> is, I'm a nutcase. I am fully fledged nuts. Don't listen to me about mental health. I will just what have we got? Because I will describe this podcast tonight from the original start of it as a, as another roller coaster. In fact, I do like this one. Two's work for this one, but we do want some further. We also get involved. 
you assholes. Monday Cup, we're out. <laughs>